The Premier League returns this weekend, which means the preview show is back. So happy bloody days. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by Manscaped.com. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, And on this edition, we're going to be looking ahead to Arsenal's trip to Manchester City in the Premier League. Of course, it's the Saturday 5.30 kickoff. And if you're based in the United States, download iHeartRadio and tune in to this weekend's VSIN Betcast. I'll be on commentary alongside Nigel Seeley and we'll be bringing you live coverage of that game. So really, really looking forward to getting back behind the mic after a weekend off um, with the international break and all that. Um, Big hello to everybody who is already in the live chat. I could see that some of you were in there before we even started. So um, big hello to each one of you, to Robin, to Topher, to Ray, uh, to Chris. Um, It is really, really much appreciated to Chris John, uh, to Bad Boy, uh, to the Arsenal Granny, to Omar, uh, to Top Techers. Um, So, yeah, big thank you to uh, every single one of you guys who was in there chat already. If you haven't already, smash the like button and subscribe to the channel if you are new. It is very, very much appreciated. Now, before we get into, um, into today's preview... I want to pay tribute to to a couple of really, really good friends of mine who have sadly uh, suffered losses over the last week or so. Um, two Arsenal fans I've done countless podcasts with. They've both been on here um, and and I love them both dearly as, uh, you know, they're top, top guys and, and very close friends of mine and some of the best people in this kind of industry. So um, I want to share my condolences um out to to Lee Judges, um, great friend, an absolute legend who sadly lost his father, and to Graham Brooks, um, who sadly lost his mum. As I said, two of my my best friends in this industry, um, absolutely love them both to bits, and um, they're both going through a real difficult time at the moment. Um, So I just wanted to pay tribute to both of them, and, um, you know, if if you guys need anything, you know where I am. Um, I've said that to you privately, but you know where I am as well. Right, um, let's look ahead to the game at Manchester City this coming weekend. Let's go through Mikel Arteta's press conference. We'll pick up some of the key points from that. And then I will share with you guys my starting eleven for Saturday. We'll discuss that a little bit. And then we'll have a look at some of the head-to-head stuff uh, between Arsenal and Manchester City from the Premier League era, uh, which always makes interesting reading. Uh, so let's begin uh, by having a look at some of the things that Mikel Arteta had to say uh, during his press conference. Now, of course, he was asked about integrating Thomas Partey into the squad. And he said, yeah, he was here just yesterday. He's getting familiar with everything around the club. Today, he will have his first training session, uh, obviously Thursday. So everything has to come really quickly for him. We knew that before we signed him, that if he is fit, he's very willing to start playing. And we will see how he goes in the next few days. So he hasn't ruled out Thomas Partey being involved. I mean, you've got to think that at the very, very least, Thomas Partey um, will be in the squad. He might not start the game. I wouldn't be surprised if he was left out um, of the starting eleven. but I wouldn't be surprised if, if Thomas Partey... Actually, I expect Thomas Partey to be involved in the matchday squad at the very least. Um, so looking forward to, to 
possibly potentially seeing Thomas um, Partey uh, in action for Arsenal. Um, he's, he was asked a number of questions about Partey, about how excited um, he is to have him. And he said that he's seen the buzz around the place. The fans are happy and there have been some really positive reactions Um within the squad and the staff. Um, he says that he's a player that was on the radar for a long time and we've managed to bring him in and he thinks he'll be a really, really important addition. Um, let's um, talk a little bit about sort of Mikel Arteta's opinion on Manchester City. Of course, he, he knows the club inside out, worked alongside Pep Guardiola there for a long, long time. Uh, so clearly it's a club he knows well. Clearly it's a club... Um, he has quite quite a great deal of insight about and a club that he watches very, very closely. Now, Manchester City have been getting absolute pelters from the press in recent weeks because they haven't been um, very good. Uh, but according to Mikel Arteta, in terms of some of their numbers, um, they are still producing incredible numbers with things that they are doing. He also says that he feels they've been unlucky with results. Um and the level of, of efficiency has has punished them a lot. Uh, but he hasn't seen a decrease in the level of the way they're playing or what they're producing game by game. He says he hasn't seen that. He was also asked, obviously, as, you know, understandably he will be, if he is the man who knows Pep Guardiola tactically the best. And, and to a degree, I suppose he is. Um, he is someone who knows... Uh, you know Pep Guardiola very very well he's somebody who will understand Pep Guardiola's game Pep Guardiola's system and and therefore I think he's one of the best equipped managers uh, to to get the better of Pep so yeah um let's uh Let's see how that goes. But obviously, Mikel Arteta, full of praise for Manchester City, as you'd expect. He's always going to be respectful to the club that gave him his opportunity, uh, to the club that, and to the manager, ultimately, that I'm not going to say taught him everything he knows because Mikel Arteta has worked for some excellent uh, bosses over the years. But he's someone who will have no doubt had a huge influence on, on Mikel's career. And understandably, he's full of praise for him. Um Let's uh, there's a super chat from Marwan. Um, I'm just going to quickly touch on that before I continue. Uh, a big thank you to Marwan for your kind donation. Guys, if you want a super chat, uh, feel free to do so. Um, every super chat is very, very much appreciated. Marwan says, if Ozil was performing, no off the field issues would deny him a spot in the team. In all honesty, he's not been good enough in pure football terms. Going off on a little bit of a tangent there, and I kind of wanted to, to avoid talking about Mesut Ozil. Um, today but I think you know uh, you're right to say that the performances haven't always been good but I guess my gripe about it is that some of the performances although they're nowhere near what Mesut Ozil can produce at his best they're still better than some of the players that have been selected ahead of him that's my view um, which suggests that this is very much an off the field issue and that's what kind of my take on that is uh, as well big hello to um, Kevin Campbell as well who's joining us how you doing Kev he says he has to play with regards to Thomas Partey um, so a big shout out to Kevin as well and uh, I'd love to get him on again soon as well uh, so you guys can hear from him you loved it last time so uh, hopefully we can get that arranged in the very near future um, right let's go back to the, the press conference stuff um, he was asked about Project Big Picture which of course um, he shut that down quite quickly, but he said, you know, there was a very clear statement from the Premier League about what is going to happen with that. Um, he also said we we have to review the actual context and how we can help each other to make football more sustainable. 
But he, I think it has to be agreed by everybody. And yesterday's statement was very clear regarding that. So project big picture binned, absolutely binned. Um, he was asked about uh, Kieran Tierney. Uh, of course, there are question marks around whether Kieran Tierney will be available for this game. Now, when Mikel Arteta spoke to the press earlier on, he said that um, it was he was still hopeful that there was a chance, um, you know, that, that it could be done and that we could end up uh, seeing Kieran Tierney feature. But of course, he was uh, ordered to isolate after a, a Scotland teammate tested positive for the virus. Kieran Tierney himself tested negative. But we've got this whole issue with the isolation thing. Have Arsenal been able to, are Arsenal going to be able to get him uh, back down to London and in the picture for Saturday's game? That still remains to be seen. So that is a bit of a concern for us. Um, there's no question about that. Of course, he was asked about Ozil um, and he said he wasn't the only one who was not in the Europa League squad. It's a really difficult decision for him to make. Um, he doesn't like having to make that decision, but it had to be made because of an excess of foreign players. And unfortunately, he had to make that call. Mesut Ozil was was one of those players. Um Arsene Wenger has been massive in the news lately um, with his new book, uh, My Life in Red and White, which which came out just a couple of days ago, which I'm already well into, by the way. Um, so just a quick plug of, of our Patreon shows that are coming uh, in the next few uh, days. So on Tuesday, the first episode will be dropping. Where we'll be reviewing chapters one and two. Uh, myself and Jay Bayford, one of our writers over at ChroniclesAFC.com, he'll be joining me. We'll be dissecting those chapters uh, two at a time with a fine tooth comb. Um, so if you want to become a patron, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Chronicles of Aguna. Uh, you can sign up for three pounds per month and you will get access to that exclusive content as well as a range of other benefits, which you'll, you'll find all the information on the site. So patreon.com forward slash the Chronicles of Aguna. Right. Um, I digress again, going back. Um, to the press conference you know it was kind of very much as you expected um, all the other stuff uh, you know was around sort of the ongoing issues which one of them includes William Saliba is he staying at Arsenal is he going at, is he going is he leaving of course the the domestic uh, transfer deadline closes on Friday but um, Mikel Arteta when asked if Saliba will be staying at Arsenal he said yes uh, so it seems like a, a move for William Saliba away from the club uh, between now and the weekend is off of the table at this moment in time. Now, that could change, of course, if a suitable offer comes in, if one uh, that ticks all the boxes sort of appears and rears its head, then we could see William Saliba moving on. But it feels very much like at the moment William Saliba uh, and judging by, uh, of course, Arteta's comments as well, uh, William Saliba will remain an Arsenal player at least until January. Um Again, the questions come back to Arsene Wenger. Um, Arsene Wenger said he'd like to come back in uh, to the stadium when fans are allowed um, and he'd love to cheer the side on. And, and Mikel Arteta said this, I would like to see him back around us. He was a massive figure for me and he's someone that I could still learn a lot of things from and I would like to have him closer to us. Obviously, the actual environment doesn't allow us to do it, but I think he's a figure that has to be very present in what we do at the football club because he is, in my opinion, the one who had the vision and helped this club to evolve and be what it is today. So um, interesting stuff there on uh, on um, 
Arsene Wenger. Very much uh, a welcome call, isn't it, from Mikel Arteta to say, boss, you're welcome back at the club. And and I think enough time has passed now uh, for that to be cool, um, for that to be fine. You know, it, it would have never been an issue for me, but there was a lot of fans out there that were very sort of aggressive towards Arsene Wenger. There was an animosity uh, from some sections of the fan base towards him. But I think hopefully people have have got over that and it is very much water under the bridge now. And I'd love to see him back at the Emirates. And I, I'd imagine there are plenty of Arsenal fans out there who feel the same way. Mikel Arteta clearly does too. Um, another interesting question, just the final one I'm going to touch on from the press conference was whether he'd want a new contract. But Mikel Arteta's answer was, was a really good one for me. He said, yes, but I have to earn that. Uh, now in football, you have to earn it every week and things change really quickly. So we have to be on our toes. Obviously, it's my responsibility to plan medium and long term as well. But that's with or without me. At the end, the time that I'm going to be at this football club will be related to how much I can move the club forward, improve the team and be a success on the pitch and get the values and the vision that I want to implement into this club as well off of the pitch. So, yeah, it, you know, Mikel Arteta would love to stay here longer, but um, he recognises the way of modern football. And the fact is, that if you don't perform, then that's not always possible, um, as Unai Emery found out. Um, right, let's uh, let's move on to my starting eleven uh, for the game this coming Saturday. So I'm just going to share my screen uh, with those of you who are uh, currently watching us on YouTube. Don't worry if you're listening via the audio. I'm going to share that uh, with you guys as well. So you should be able to see that now. So this is the Arsenal team that I would go with. And I've made a couple of assumptions here because, of course, uh, we still don't know really what the deal is with Kieran Tierney. Um, so I've included him in my side. Um, I've also uh, included Thomas Partey, you will see. But let me uh, run you guys through it um, and share with you uh, kind of my thinking behind this. So obviously, Bern Leno is the Arsenal number one. I think we can all agree that Runarsson isn't, uh, you know, going to be keeping Bern Leno out the side just yet. And this is certainly not the kind of game that you want to throw him into. Back four. Interestingly, back four I've gone with. Um, I feel like Mikel Arteta has obviously been playing in a certain way. He's been playing with that back three. It's a, it's a very flexible system, a very flexible formation. And it's allowed us to close the gap in quality at times between ourselves and some of the teams that we faced. It has resulted at times in a lack of creativity. Um, and whilst this is how I'm lining the side up on paper, I want to show you guys a couple of bits and pieces and a couple of little nuances I think will probably be uh, on display uh, come Saturday evening. So I've gone with a back four of, of Bellerin at right back, Lewis, Gabriel and Tierney um, as the back three. I've gone with Xhaka, Ceballos and Partey as a midfield trio. But, there's a real sort of caveat to that. And I want to just show it to you guys um, who are watching. And I'll explain it for those uh, who are, of course, uh, listening via the audio. So I do very much believe that whilst probably on paper, this is kind of what Mikel Arteta wants. Um, might not necessarily go with it for Saturday's game because maybe it's come around too soon. Maybe Thomas Partey hasn't been there long enough just yet um, for him to kind of change the system based on his arrival but um, this is very much how I see it I feel like it would look like this on paper but it will very much be with a sort of caveat that when Arsenal don't have the ball you'll kind of see this so you'll see Tierney shift over you'll see Gabriel shift over um, and you'll see Granit Xhaka in my view 
drop into this hole uh, when Arsenal don't have the ball. And then we end up back kind of with that system that we've seen be so useful with Partey and Ceballos then kind of protecting in front, looking to build play from deeper positions. I think one of the common features about Granit Xhaka's game, in particular since Mikel Arteta came in, was this kind of this ability to drop into these kind of areas in that left centre-back area, left-back area. Um, he's very much patrolled that area and, and in, you know, given his teammates extra protection. And I feel like you'll probably see that a little bit more. To probably correct myself, it's probably more likely to be like this with Gabriel moving into the middle and Xhaka dropping into the left-sided position of the three. But I do very much see that being a feature. Um, it is just a prediction. I don't know it for a fact, but I do feel like that is something that we're probably going to see um, quite often, uh, given that Thomas Partey is now part of the midfield. What this will do is it allows Xhaka to step into the midfield or a little bit further forward when Arsenal have position. Um, which can potentially allow Partey or Sabayas to get that little bit further forward. But it also gives us that increased defensive stability um, that the back three has given us undeniably since Mikel Arteta came in. So I'd be very interested to see how that works. I do think that you'll see and you'll continue to see that flexibility, though, um, with the midfield and the defence. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out. Um, again, we don't know that Thomas Partey is going to start for sure, but I would start him. I think it will give everybody a massive lift and providing he's fit enough, which I'm sure he is, then I think that's that's a no-brainer. Um, Aubameyang was a doubt for this one, but we understand that Aubameyang is OK and he's going to be available for this game. So, of course, he would start from the left for me as he has done so effectively. Um, Lacazette would lead the line for me. Um, I think... I still prefer Alex Lacazette to Eddie Nketiah. Um, I still think he offers more. I still think that in the box um, or, or sort of in that false nine position, I should say, he, he's a lot more effective. I feel like he brings others into the game a little bit better. Whereas Eddie Nketiah takes up different positions and, and, and at times they can be just as effective. But for this type of game, I'd like to see Lacazette play. I'd like to see him drop deep in that false nine role and allow... Um, Bamiang and Pepe to make runs beyond him having pulled defenders out of position I have gone with Nicolas Pepe you'll be interested to see because I think that um, obviously getting that goal against Sheffield United would have been a massive boost for him but I also think on the counter-attack we were a lot more uh, well equipped with Nicolas Pepe's pace and I think that he is very much a confidence player and having done what he did against Sheffield United in terms of making the difference I feel like leaving him out would be a really you know, it would be a bit of a kick in the bollocks for him. And I, I don't want to see that happen to Nicolas Pepe. It's clear that already his confidence is fragile. And I feel like he is um, he's probably the better option. Just my opinion. Um, I don't think Willian's been great since the Fulham game. I thought it was very good, very influential in that. But since then, his performances have certainly not been anywhere near as impressive. That's not to say that I want him out or I don't rate him or I don't think we should sign him or any of that nonsense. Uh, it is worth noting that I don't think the performances of, of Willian have been uh, anywhere near that level that he reached uh, against Fulham. Let me know in the live chat what you guys think about my team selection. Just quickly run through it one more time for those of you on the audio. It's Leno in goal, Bellerin, Louise, Gabriel and Tierney uh, in a back four. A midfield trio of Granite, Xhaka, Thomas Partey and Danny Sabas. With Xhaka, in my view, dropping into those left centre-back sort of positions uh, when Arsenal are part behind the uh, 
you know, parked. Uh, I don't want to say parking the bus, but when Arsenal are behind the ball. Um, and then I want to see Aubameyang from the left, Pepe from the right and Alexander Lacazette through the middle. So that is what I would go with. Um, again, let me know your thoughts in the comments. Always love to see them. Um, and um, yeah, reply to as many of those as I possibly can. Quick reminder, if you haven't already, then uh, please smash that like button. It is so, so important for the channel. There's over 100 of you watching me uh, right now across the multiple platforms. Uh, so please, please do hit that like button. Um, as I say, it is so, so important. If you want to become a Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Chronicles of Aguna. Um, and that way uh, you can become a member and get access to our exclusive content you're going to get some uh, some awesome Wenger uh, book reviews uh, coming in the next few weeks. So do check that out. Um, and if uh, I'm going to tell you in the description what chapters it is we're covering. So if you haven't read them, you will know not to listen until you have. I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to spoil your enjoyment of the book. So um, as much as I'd love you all to, to become patrons and check that out, Please do check the description because I don't want to ruin the book for anyone because, you know, I've been avoiding sort of some of the Arsene Wenger interviews over the last few days, not because I don't want to listen to them, but because I want to to enjoy the book. And I, I will go back uh, to those interviews afterwards, but I really want to enjoy the book and, and I'm not about giving spoilers away. Um, right. Let's uh, go over to PremierLeague.com and have a look at some of the head to head stuff between these two sides. I'm just going to share my screen once again for those of you joining us uh, on uh, on YouTube. Don't forget, if you're listening via the audio um, to leave us a review as well. So in the Premier League, Arsenal and Manchester City have met 46 times, uh, 13 Manchester City wins. And 23 wins for the Arsenal. There have been 10 draws between the two sides. Obviously, Manchester City haven't always been as powerful in the English game as they are now. And that's reflected in the overall head-to-head. -head. But when you look at recent results, well, it makes worrying reading for Arsenal. Uh, two 3-0 defeats consecutively um, at the Etihad and at the Emirates. Uh, the season before that, we lost at the Emirates by two goals to nil. And we were beaten 3-1 at the Etihad. And the season before that, well, we were beaten 3-0 at the Emirates Stadium. So we haven't um, taken a single point from Manchester City in the Premier League in our last five meetings. So um, although the overall head-to-head -head is still stacked in Arsenal's favour, and as I said, that's because Manchester City weren't half the force that they are now. In recent times, it does make worrying reading for Arsenal, which is not great. Um when you look at the uh, form guide of the two sides, um, Arsenal's current form is, is two points better. Um, it's slightly better. Obviously, uh, we won against Watford on the last game of the season. Um, uh, we, you know, yeah, we won against Watford. Uh, we beat Fulham. Um, we we beat West Ham. We lost at Liverpool, but we also beat Sheffield United. They've lost one as well. They lost at home to Leicester 5-2. Really sort of heavy defeat there and one that uh, prompted many questions about Pep Guardiola and whether or not his time at Manchester City is heading towards its end. Um, 
and they also were held to a draw by Leeds, who were actually really, really good in that second half. Um, but even still, as good as Leeds were, when you watch that game, and I, I covered that game, I was commentating on it, Manchester City certainly had the chances uh, to win that game. And it goes back to that point that Mikel Arteta was making earlier on about the efficiency not quite being there. That is proof in the pudding. They were so dominant in terms of attempts at goal and, and stuff like that in that game, but they didn't win it. Um, and so, you know, he, he makes a good point and a valid point. Um, in terms of where we are at, at present, well, we're fourth in the table, which if we finished there at the end of the season, we'd be absolutely delighted. Uh, Manchester City are in 14th. I don't suspect it'll be too long before that position of theirs in the Premier League dramatically improves. Uh, on average, we've conceded 1.25 goals per game. They've conceded 2.33, um, which is is problematic. So, yeah, um, it's not been a good start to the season for Manchester City, but we know what talent they possess. We know they've got quality all over the pitch. And despite having so many injuries, you know, it's still a game that we have to be wary of. And one we have to go in um, at the very top of our game um, and, and we have to remain concentrated for 90 minutes and, and win the tactical battle to a degree as well. If we're to stand any chance of taking away um, some points from the Etihad. But having said all of that, having said all of that, I feel like this is a great chance for Arsenal to put that woeful um, away or, or that woeful record against Manchester City to bed uh, and put an end to that. It's been a run of five successive Premier League defeats. So uh, against Pep Guardiola, not just Pep Guardiola side, but against Manchester City. So let's let's put that to bed. Let's get it done. Um, Carter Stage in the chat says, get the likes up, people. Let's get to 100. Please, please do, guys. Smash that like button if you haven't already. It's so, so important. And I very, very much appreciate if you would do that for me. Um, just a quick plug that on uh, Saturday, as I said earlier on, uh, download iHeartRadio if you are in the United States. And if you tune into the VSIN EPL Betcast, uh, I'll be bringing you live commentary alongside in-play betting expert Nigel Seeley, who, whilst I'm taking you through the game, will be sharing uh, and will be popping in and out of the broadcast to share with you guys uh, his best in-play tips. So you might even win yourself some money as well. Check it out. Don't forget, this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Uh, so if you haven't already, check out the website. And if you want to receive 20% off of your order, as well as free shipping, enter our promo code, which is Chronicles AFC, all in capital letters. You'll see it rolling across your screens now um, with that code. As I said, free shipping and 20% off your order. So if you want to um, have your uh, body hair uh, looking as trim, as lush, hopefully not as green, though, um, as the... Uh, is the Emirates Stadium pitch, then check out manscaped.com. You won't be disappointed. It is a fantastic product. Right, that brings me to the end of uh, a kind of brief preview show uh, this time around. But um, we're going to be bringing you lots and lots of content over the coming days. If you haven't already, check out my first FIFA video from yesterday, um, which was a good bit of fun. I know lots of you joined me in the chat for that, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I'll try to get another one do done as soon as possible, where I'll be continuing the season. Um, but in terms of uh, real football, we've got plenty of content coming uh coming your way for that as well which is more important at the end of the day uh, so i look forward to talking to you all again very very soon smash the like button subscribe if you haven't already and we'll be back very very soon with more until then take care ciao